Welcome everybody to the Toy Lions Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Romero, and with me as always, Ian Westhoff. PowerCon was this weekend. I know everyone says that San Diego is their New Year's, but this is my New Year's, Ian. It was all virtual, just like everything else today. Even I'm virtual. Yeah, yeah, even you're virtual. So, Tom, so before we get into um, PowerCon, and uh, before we power our way through it, I want to ask you something. So, um, last week was Kevin Smith's 50th birthday. So, I'm from Jersey, you're from Jersey, Kevin Smith is from Jersey. You and Kevin Smith both live in California. I would say Kevin Smith is both uh, an inspiration to both of us as far as uh, what he's accomplished in his, in his life. As, um, as a fellow Jer- Jersey natives, we made our treks down to the, the Quick Stop and to Jane, Salem, Bob several times. You know, those are good trips. You were one of the people that got, answer, uh, got to ask him a question. I did. Yeah, and it was great. All we did was talk about He-Man. That's one of the things I, w- I was going to say was that I thought it was cool. Like, as soon as he saw you, he was like, hey, is that a He-Man thing hanging on on, on your door? And he just started talking about the new He-Man show. And when he described it, it sounds so good. Because I was, you know, I'm a He-Man fan, but I'm not like 100%. So this just, he sold me on this show when he when he was discussing it. And it, it sounds incredible. But for you, what was it? I know you've met him before, but what was it like getting to be able to talk to him, to ask him a question for you as a fan and, you know, for, for somebody who's working on one of your favorite characters? What was that like for you? I, I appreciated his input. But how did you feel? I wish. Like, were you? I was excited. Yeah, I was excited more than anything. Uh, I was Honestly, I really wanted to ask more questions about him. Sure. I mean, I know he's got the NDA and, you know, yeah. there's only so much he could talk about. But I was happy to tell him I'm I'm so elated that he's the showrunner. I don't think I mean, he says they could have found someone better. I don't think so. Yeah, only think because only because you have other people that, yes, they want to put their mark on the character or, or on the brand. I mean, look at She-Ra. The whole thing is brand new, almost. You know, Kevin didn't want to do that. Or they came to him and said, we don't want to do that. And he was the perfect person to to understand. He even said he's been reading Marvel comics since he was a child. They're finally doing the Marvel movies, and they're actually looking at the source material for said movies. So it's he, a winning, winning combination. He said he took the same approach to masters he's expecting the source material right he saw the filmation show and teddy who works at netflix just flat out told him treat this as shakespeare right you know adhere to the source material but instead of redoing it or rebooting it just continue it some people say the price of power was the official last he-man story from the filmation officially it's the ice zone but if they took the next day or the following week from the price of power, that'd be an excellent jumping on point. Right. You know, that's when that's what I'm hoping, you know, that that nothing is is changed. I mean, I would like to see more characters we never saw in the filmation show. That's true. I'd like to see Clamp Champ. I'd like to see uh, Extendar, Rio Blast. You know, I, I would love to see all those characters in some 
part of the show. I was just so happy that he was chosen for it because I, I don't think they could have found a found somebody else that was capable or that actually was ready for something of this magnitude. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does with the writing and I'm looking forward to hearing the voice cast and just seeing the animation. Um, I know it seems like it was, it was a year ago that we heard about it and now we're hearing about it being made and we still got another year before we probably see it. But that one year seems pretty fast. You know, it went pretty fast to like to this point where he's talking, you know, telling what he, what he can, of mm -hmm. course, we're in 2020, so that's like not even a real year. I feel like we get a do. I feel like we should get a do over. We don't age at all this year. But um, what I found interesting, what he said before he got this, he had a meeting with Disney about a thing called Kingdom Kingdom Keepers, and you know, yep, based on the books, right? The books, and I was like, they're interesting books. I would have loved to have seen what he was, you know, what he was. If you know, I guess they they approached him. I would love to have known what he was doing with that. But um, the other thing that I thought was cool was um, how you spoke to him and just how you were like, you know, you're you were inspired by him, and you know, you have do your you do a podcast because of him, and he, he's like, yeah, man, plug your show. I thought that was so cool of him. Because yeah, that was awesome. It's just like very down to earth. Very, you know, he was like extremely friendly. You know, I, I, that's uh, that was a must been a great experience for you. So uh, I was very happy for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I'd like to thank him and and the moderator Sean, I believe his name was. I think he said it was five minutes. Yeah, he just kept talking, which was awesome. So uh, let's get into PowerCon. PowerCon. Every year I go. Uh, every year, you know, I learn so much about He Man. I meet these incredible people. I mean, it's big enough where it encompasses everything, you know, all the iterations of He-Man, She-Ra. I mean, one year they included Turtles and Thundercats, but that's a different story. But it's small enough where you get that, that you know, you can meet people there. You can actually talk to people you've talked to on He-Man.org. I met Rob McCallum there. Yeah, I mean, early on they used to have the power party after San Diego. I met, you know, Pixel Dan there, Val Staples, who, you know, runs everything. Danielle Galerta, who was also on the podcast on Rose Google. I mean, just very, very friendly people. I mean, I've, you know, I've met guys from all over the country. Like Mexico, he meant is huge. In I met Mexico the, it is? Oh, yeah. Really? Mexico and Germany, yeah. I've met the guys from, uh, they have this team called Cuerva the Beastman actually translated into uh, cave of beast man but yeah they're they're just like a group of collectors i met uh ombre x jose at ombre x he does custom heads he did a bunch of custom heads for us i still have to put them on the website yeah i mean powercon powercon's a great convention how is it compared to the normal year since it was a virtual this year how did you feel like did you miss things did things well i miss seeing the people like every year you know, Rob and I get together there. Um, you know, Pixel Dan always says hi to us when whenever we're there. So, you know, stuff like that. I mean, you know, unfortunately Val's always busy at the show, but even he he was even nice enough last year to stop by and just say hi. Did you, you know? did you find like 
Panawaiso is easier to watch compared to like trying to rush around. Um, I either way I didn't. I don't. I don't miss the lines. Right. I'll be honest with you. You know, I I did like enjoying seeing the panels from you know my comfy chair. Right. But you do miss the camaraderie. I I believe it or not. I you know I also miss the shopping. You know, MFA Collectibles. He's there every year. You know, I, I felt bad about that. And you also miss out seeing some unique stuff, like the customizers, like he Mike. You know, he comes out with these incredible customs. One year, I'm a, like I said, I'm a filmation guy. There's one guy that had a Black Star kit. You know, you can take a, a I believe it was a King Grayskull figure, you know, swap out the head and you can put the Black Star necklace and comes with his own uh, star sword and belt and stuff. So, so not only are you missing the, you know, the friendship connections, but you're also missing out on, you know, some great stuff you can add to your collection. But uh, the virtual stuff wasn't, wasn't bad. Granted for what it was, I mean, it, it was basically a panel after panel. And then they had something called the Grayskull Treasure Room. You can just click on it. Just a it's a cool name. Yeah, just to see like stuff and you know that's coming out or watching a YouTube video. But, but it, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. It's good that um they didn't just say okay no power cons here. At least they did the, the yeah they gave us something and it was free. Oh that's which, cool. yeah which was also you know kind of nice especially for people I've never been to PowerCon. This is uh maybe you're at the CNS just be like you know I'd like to go to this I like to check this thing out in person. Right. I mean, all you needed was a Zoom account, which was fine, because they would have hooked you up with the Zoom account there. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was great for people that have never experienced PowerCon. But with that being said, if you can go to an actual PowerCon, I suggest you do it. Val said that the show is getting bigger. That's good. Yeah. So I don't know if it'll still be in Anaheim. It was in Anaheim last year at a bigger space. And it was, I tell you, last year was great. My first time at, or excuse me, second time at Disneyland, you know, I got to experience Star Wars Adventure, you know, got to go on Millennium Falcon. I mean, Anaheim was was awesome. It was a great location for it. So a lot of good stuff came out of this weekend's PowerCon. Um, Saturday started off with uh, Little People that's available right now at Big Bad Toy Store. Now, the Little People kind of look like those Weeble Wobbles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are really cool looking. You know what it's my my favorite is uh, in the corner there on the box it says ages one to one oh one. That's see they're not neglecting anybody. Yeah, oh, that, yeah. That, that's cool for a toy. Yeah. I like it because like they're I guess I don't know who's my favorite because like you got this little dude with a mustache. He looks like he's five, but he's got you know man at arm. But he's got, he's a got yeah. And then you got Beastman who could be scary looking, but they he he's kind of friendly looking. And you know, yeah, Skeletor that's that's cool. what I liked. Yeah, even Skeletor looks friendly. Yeah, he's like, hey, look at me. Um, and you know, He Man looks cool. So it's just like they're nice looking toys, and and they're great if you're a parent, um, who's a He Man fan, and you're having oh, absolutely a baby or a young, a toddler, and this is a great way to get them into it. You know, or you know, um, if you have a niece or a nephew. Um, right. Or if, 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 you know, your collecting habits can only be certain things, it is a cool thing to buy because it's 
Well, yeah. even the display is nice. I like the background with, with gray great. skull. I mean, the the whole box is, is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like these. These are very cool. Yeah. And then Imagine X came out with their line, 10-inch figures. Uh, right now they have He-Man, Skeletor, and Beastman. These, that, these are 10 inches? These are 10 inches. Uh, no accessories. It's funny that there's no accessories because He-Man's hands are, are made for accessories. You, that's made. That, that The way that those hands look, you should be putting a sword in it. The problem was they wanted to keep costs down. Sure. Because these are $9.99 once they hit retail. Each? Each. They wanted to keep costs down and adding like a sword or Havoc staff would, or whip for Beastman right. yeah. would, just, would just bring that price up. No, um, my own- Another interesting thing about these figures is I, I thought was the good guys have painted faces. The bad guys, for some reason, have sculpted faces. I guess the bad guys' faces are more detailed. Um, maybe more complex. Yeah. Because, I mean, you, you have, you know, Beastman who's, you know, has wide eyes and, you know, hairy. Skeletor's got a skull face. And if you really think about it, I guess most of the mass or most of the heroic warriors are all human. For the most so, part, right? Yeah, for the most part. So it's easier to just have like the you know painted on human yeah. face with the eyes. The only complaint that I have is that his his uh, his wrists mm-hmm. they got some kind of like it's not a gauntlet, but it's like some kind of band around his wrists, a bracelet or something. I, I wish oh, the they, bracers, yeah. yeah, the bracers. Uh, I. I don't know. If, I hope they paint it because right now it's flesh color. Um, they did that because the vintage He-Man, if you look at it, his bracers were flesh colored as well. Wow, okay. There we go. Yeah. So Very that's cool. that's like a little nod to the vintage line. This is nice though for like, again, uh, if you have a different type, if you like different things in your collection, this is another one you'd, you'd want to put in. Yeah, Imagine X is, uh, never did anything like this, or to this scale, because like I said, they're 10 inches. One of the things I also want to point out is, I like his his chest harness. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people have issues with the Iron Cross. Yeah, you know, you know I, I mean, they did, they did, yeah, they did an episode of Roos Google Dinner, just, you know, um... Val wrote an essay about it, about, you know, what the Iron Cross represents. You know, some people say it's a Nazi symbol. Right. Um, I believe he spoke with a priest who said, hey, it reminds me of of Jesus. You know, the circle with the, I guess, a somewhat triangular shape, Mm. you know, not coming together. That that's a nice symbol. I, you know, I, I can't see I can't see any fault on that symbol. You know, I'm not a big fan of the 2000X star. The H on the battle armor, that I liked. So, I mean, did he have a bat on his? Yes. I, I used to fantasize. I was like, well, he was part of the evil horde. I guess that's, you know, what they used to look like back then. Well, it's interesting that you brought up the uh, the emblem because that's something just recently I was thinking about. And it's cool that, that Val wrote uh like an essay about it i'd, I'd like to read that um because like, like like you know some people will look at it and think of that and, and others will not like you said this one priest thought makes them think of jesus uh and, and that's cool that i i wouldn't mind seeing this on on future versions of he-man 
honestly, the more you stare at it, if you were just to look directly at it, you just see an X. <laughs> you know, like yeah, exactly. When your eyes focus enough on it, you know. So exactly. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not one of those people that are like, oh, you know, it, it represents evil or something. To me, that symbol represents He Man. You know, right. it's on his chest. It's his harness. That's He Man. You know, that's not, you know, whatever Earth, you know, ideas we have about it. That's just ridiculous to me. The Imaginex three figures are He-Man, Skeletor, and Beast-Man. The Skeletor one actually looks kind of cool, but it's for children. That's what kind of freaks me out a little. I mean, it's a it's a beautiful sculpt. I mean, it's one of the best looking. Is it 10 inches? Ske- yes. It's one of the uh, best looking Skeletor faces I've ever seen. But I mean, even the presenter who, who showed this on the panel, he even said this will not scare children. I look at it, I think of a kid's toy, but right. I also think of it as a collector, you know, like this is something a collector would collect. Well, I was that's still- what, yeah, that's what the Imaginex team was going for. They're like, these are also collector's items. If, right. you know, if you're a completionist, let's face it, the, the future of this franchise is going to be youth. You I know, if we can, in a way, this even- I'm sorry. I, I think the future of any franchise eventually is because, Star Wars has people like us and old, but it's also regenerating, going back to the to young kids with the movies and the shows. He-Man started out as a kid show, and it's got the collectors our age. Going back now, it seems to kind of bring in the new generation. And I guess there's pros and cons to that, if you look at it as a fan. I mean, it's cool because it's keeping the franchise alive, and it's giving kids something positive to look at you know it's not it's not a well here's how i see it the kids of today they're getting their stuff now which is great but if you're intelligent which is what mattel is doing right now they haven't forgotten the people that made he-man this far in a few minutes we'll we'll talk about something supposedly related to the classics area something for the collectors which i'm very excited about but that's how i see all franchises you know the kids are getting something for them now but in the future, if they're smart, they'll remember the collectors, the, the other hardcore people, the older hardcore people. I would say, too, that He-Man has been like that. I mean, Super 7 put out great stuff. Does Mondo put out He-Man stuff? Yeah, uh, five figures so far. So, like, there's been a lot of He-Man in the past couple of years. He ne- Ever since 2000X, he hasn't really gone away completely. And this is really the first time they're kind of gearing it towards a younger generation. In a while, yeah. Right. So that well, I mean, since since the original line. Yeah. So it's like you know, it's kind of cool in a way. You know, to, to it's actually kind of cool for me to look at this just kind of from an outsider perspective because I like He Man and I want to get more into it. So like I'm a 45 year old who remembers watching it as a kid and seeing it come back again to kids. It's kind of cool to see that it's like the circle is now complete. It's a little Star Wars there, but it's it's it is cool to see them go and get the next generation. You know, it's at the same time it's also kind of sad because we had Toys R Us back then. I mean, yeah, we had these giant displays of just wall to wall figures. You know, there I re, I mean, even Kmart they had you know yet Castle Grayskull shelves on the bottom, maybe a slime pit over on the corner, and then just pegs full of the figures. Yeah. I was at Walmart today. Not even close. 
you know, I mean, if anything, they had uh, one section, one row of pegs that had Origins figures. And I mean, I hate to say it, most of the pegs were empty. Yeah, when I was at Target uh, this past weekend, I mean, their their aisles are bare, and it's not. And what was there wasn't even it worth looking at. Which is sad to say. I I, I miss I miss toy stores. Definitely. You know. Yeah, that's a topic where that's become heated that we really have to get into not to get off topic but uh toy galaxy dan came out with a video a youtube video basically he was just i mean he was fed up i mean he was fed up with the bots he was fed up with the manufacturers he was just upset about the way collecting is nowadays it's well it's 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 a valid point because you know it's supposed to be your hobby and when your hobby you're not getting pleasure out of it exactly it's supposed to be fun yeah. And especially with this stuff now, I mean, He-Man just launched, you know, it's a very, very critical time. You know, you want to get kids involved. Mom and dad aren't going to spend, you know, 60 to to $100, you know, on a figure. Yeah. Well, yeah. Especially, you know, other things kids need. So Mega Constructs, wonderful panel. You know, they're coming out with a lot of cool stuff. Right now, they just showed off the Battle Ram, which will include Mechanic and Triclops. Stuff like this is awesome to build. And they also showed, um, which I thought was kind of cool, an incomplete ninja. Why do you think they chose Mechanic for this? You know what? I don't know. That, that would be a good question to ask. My obvious choice would be, obviously, He-Man or Man. Well, there's already... Yeah, there's already... Yeah. They're, those two are already out. I guess they just yeah, wanted to. That makes sense, but it's just like when you think of a like of a vehicle, you know, I, I you know like as a kid, um, one of the first things I got was a uh, was the battle ram, and, and I had a human. I just always sort of put the two together. But yeah, this is this is very cool looking, um, and and this is, uh, you said there's a also already existing a Castle Grayskull. Yes. Before right. Yep, and then uh, the Talon Fighter is coming out. Uh, a Roton is coming out. So Mega Construct is definitely invested in, in He-Man. I would love to see a Filmation. I even tried asking this at the panel. I would love to see a Filmation attack track. You know, it, it's vastly different than the toy model, but we've never seen a Filmation attack track you know, as a toy. So I, I'm, I still have my hopes up that maybe one day we'll see something like that. You know what else would be kind of cool now I think about it? Palace Eternia. That'd be pretty cool. Or maybe even the uh, a remake of the Eternia playset. That would be that would be something. Is there a Snake Mountain out yet? No, not yet. Yeah. I'm sure it's coming. I mean, Castle Grayskull was a was a big seller for them. Are you a big role-playing game gamer? Did you used to be? No, I never did. Dungeons and Dragons phase and I even talked about um there was a Star Trek role-playing game. I talked to Rich about it one time. He, yeah, that's Star Trek. You know what? He had the manual for a Star Wars one. He bought it. He bought it in Disneyland, and I remember reading through it. So there was always it seemed like there was a role-playing game for something. I had the pewter figurines once for Indiana Jones. Um, there was a D and D store in one of the local malls. Uh, in the it was like a basement mall. It's like the dirt mall from Walrats. Um, they, yeah, they just it was strictly D and D pewter figures, and but it seemed like there was always a role playing game back in when we were kids. Oh yeah, they were now, huge back then. Uh, there's yeah, one, and uh, there's a 
He-Man one. There is a He-Man one coming out, which I'm going to talk to you about. But even before that, there was another role-playing game from the 80s. For He-Man? For He-Man. Really? And yeah, it's actually, it's going to be in Pixel Dan's book. They talk about it. I didn't know that. It's very cool. Man. Uh, oh, yeah. He, he gets into board games in his book as well. He-Man board games? In the there was, well, there was a He-Man board game. There was a He-Man card game. There was a She-Ra game. And then he mentioned, Pixel Dan mentioned on his on his panel about the book, he found a game. It, it looked, It's from Italy. It's basically New Adventures He-Man, but it looks like a bingo board. And it comes with a stuffed teddy bear. Yeah, why not? But yeah, he he categorized it in his book, and you know I can't wait to read it. I remember getting this He-Man alarm clock one year. I don't know my birthday or Christmas, but uh, it's blue, and it had Sheer. I think it had Shira on it or Teela. I can't forget. But they would both he would talk and she would talk, and they'd be like, "It's time to get up." And I was all happy to set my alarm clock at night, but when that thing went off in the morning as a kid, oh god, I hated it. I just <laughs> didn't want to get out of bed. But it was a. I still remember what it looks like. Yeah, one of the things I remember having as a kid was the He-Man toothbrush and it came with like a, a Castle Grayskull stand That's and cool. and the shield would have the power sword and around the shield were, were all the days of the week. You know, if it was Tuesday, you pointed to Tuesday and then I don't remember if it talked. I think it it made some noise, but I, I just remember, you know, it was an electric toothbrush and, you know, but Legends of Grayskull role playing game with new artwork will be coming from Cortex Games sometime next year. If you log into legendsofgrayskull.com, you can sign up for updates as well. And also, there will be a Uno game from Mattel. So for all you Uno fans, and even if you're not an Uno fan, the guy in charge of it said no new artwork. It's all going to be classic artwork. So I'm hoping maybe, you know, the first four mini-comics artwork by Alfredo Alcala. So that's what I'm hoping for with the Uno game. So you can pre-order the Uno game on Big Bad Toy Store, which I already did, so I can't wait to get it. And that, would that be sold in, like, Target or something? Probably. Okay, that's good. I hope so. I, I hope they get more stuff and not make it exclusive to one or the other. I, yeah, I, they they mentioned that because that was a big question on everybody's mind, you know, how to get the stuff. He-Man's going to be all over the place in 2021. That's awesome. I hope I can't wait. There will be some exclusives. Sure. Um, there's um, for the origin line when we get into that. There's going to be two versions of Panther. There's going to be the regular version, which is going to be everywhere, and then a flocked version, which I believe is a Walmart exclusive. Like that velvety material. Yes. Like faux velvet. That's how the original toy was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was flocked. Yeah. Well, it was easier to flock because it had less articulation. I mean, basically, it was just a repainted right. Big Jim Tiger, and, and then they just flocked it. These new ones are articulated. Super so, articulated. Which yeah. is actually cool, because I remember you know, they weren't. Oh, yeah. It's you know a collector's dream, or yeah. a photographer's dream as well. And yes, it will be flocked uh, as a Walmart exclusive. I believe the price on it will be $29.99. He-Man and the Masters of the Multiverse panel. Kevin Smith popped in. Nice. Yep. Him and his buddy Rob David, who is also in charge of the Netflix show, announced there will be a prequel comic based on the Netflix show. Mm -hmm. So that's just a nice little taste of what's to come. And Smith's writing it? 
Smith will be writing it along with Rob David. Um, they didn't mention who the artist was as of yet. You don't have to read the comic to enjoy the show. Cool. They said um, if you watch the show and read the comic, it's a nice bonus for you. Right. But you don't need the comic to enjoy the show. That's cool. All right, let's get into uh, the origin. So Mattel came on. They made a lot of announcements. Origins vehicle will be for Skeletor and is the Land Shark. It'll retail for $29.99. The mouth is movable. There's wheels, so you can yeah, move I'll... it along. The guns are, are massive. It's a, it's a cool vehicle. It does what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to, you know, eat people. Eat people. On land. Eat good guys. New core figures for next year. They're going to come out with Merman, Stratos, Roboto, Moving Gears. I love Roboto as a kid. Domo Arigato, Mr. And Ninjor. All right, so... I've always thought this about Merman, and I don't know if it's just me. He's got that weird, funky sword. Oh, the corn on the cob? Yeah. Yeah. You thought of that, too? Yeah. Okay. So it's not just me. All right. Back to it. Because So for Roboto, does the gears move? Will you see They them? do. Yep. And then was that how the original toy was? Yes. Yeah. Right. He had a... In, in the center... You could see it better on his back, but mm. in the center gear, he had a heart-shaped gear on his back. Okay. So I don't know if that. I mean, I'm sure they'll they're gonna do the same thing with this, but okay. the the gears do move. I am kind of curious to see if he's gonna get a, an extra hand. I know he did in classics, in the vintage style, he only had a gun and and a power axe and the claw. And okay, so strap shadows. I had him. Merman, I had him. Roboto, I never had. Ninjor, is he a good or, or not? He's a villain. He's a villain. Okay. Yeah. If you look on the back of the box of the Land Shark, also has a Shira and a Zodak figure for next year. So I guess that was their little hint. But yeah, you can expect those characters and a new comic book next year. They're going to have new Origins Deluxe figures. They are Battle Armor He-Man, Battle Armor Skeletor. That's they're awesome. going to have swappable hands and heads. And, now, and it looks like they are they basically come with the same accessories, a sword and axe. The armor had, what, three, or at least originally three things? It was a... Uh, three, yeah. They had the normal, then the other two were dented. Right, and it was like one was dented and one was worse than the other one. Um, I remember I, I didn't have this, but my neighbor did. And I remember like it, it was actually a pretty cool concept. Yeah. You know where it came from? Hot Wheels. Really? Hot Wheels came out with a, a car that if you smashed into it, the oh, car would the car dent. Would flip, right? The, the, right. Yeah. Yeah. The guys over at um, in the He-Man office just stole the concept. There you go. Yeah. So in this image we're looking at, you see He-Man Skeletor. Who's the third guy? Clamp Champ, okay. who uh, I have to say is the most underused character in all the Masters. You know, Clamp Champ. I mean, Clamp Champ even has a, a great story. I mean, he takes over for Man at Arms. He he actually reminds me of Taskmaster because his power is he can see you fight and then he can mimic oh. what he just saw. So he takes over for Man at Arms. There, Man at Arms. Well, in the 2000X version, Man-in-Arms gets turned into a snake. Yeah, he becomes part of the Snake Men, which I'll get into that later because that annoys the crap out of me. But Clamp Champ takes over for Man-in-Arms, or, or at least he was supposed to. And then in the many comics, Clamp Champ was King Randor's bodyguard. So that was his power. He could see, you know, 
not only can he clamp you with his his you know clamper, but he can also you know he was a great tactician at hand to hand combat. So I'm I'm glad to see he's getting some love in in this new line. We already talked about the flocked panther. It's going to be a Walmart exclusive. Now you can buy him flocked or unflocked. He'll come with the same articulation, so which is nice because. I guess articulation and flock really don't go hand in hand, you know, with the movable parts. But Yeah, that's a good point. And oh, you know what I forgot to mention? So along with the mega constructs, they're coming out with these three Skeletor heads. Yeah, I like these. These are cool. Yeah, they open up and you can build a jet sled. And then there's another one with, um, do you remember the tools? There, He-Man had like these power suits. That came with like tools. Like one of the power suits was like a construction tool. It had a drill you can hang from. You, yeah, it had like a rope you can hang from it. So, so these skeletor heads are going to come with those with those pieces. And the so heads you can are different colors, right? One but glows in the dark. Glows in the dark, which is pretty cool. Which yeah, keep a lot of kids up at night. Yeah, yeah, right. And then um, on top, on I believe on the jet sled one, on top you can actually spin the jet set around his head. Skeletor's just the skull itself is cool. Just to like put on your shelf, buy that, and just have it as like you know a skull. Oh, the head, yeah, that's just cool looking. So yeah, that's that's a pretty cool looking toy. And then also from Origins line, now this is going to be a Target exclusive. It's going to be the Rise of Evil two pack. It's going to come with Cronus, who is Trapjaw before he becomes Trapjaw, and, and Keldor. Before, and I was like, looks like Trapjaw, but his jaw isn't trapped. You know, it didn't no, have not yet. jacket thing. So, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. The cool thing about Cronus and Trapjaw during the classics, he came with the swappable parts, so you can actually make either a Cronus figure or a Trapjaw figure, which I thought was awesome. So for, this is... Uh, Keldor and Skeletor. Does this looks like the sword and the staff glows in the dark? I don't know if they glow in the dark, but they they have some like like, like greenish like, hue. So yeah, I'm, it looks like a glow in the dark material. But, but I, you know, I, I could it be. might it might also represent the acid that burned Keldor's face. Okay, these two will be a Target exclusive two pack. The, the Ram Man. Uh, I like. I never, another another new deluxe. Um, figure Ram Man. I never liked the fact that his legs in the original were stuck together. It was like one thing. I, I didn't like that he couldn't like move his legs. Well, one once again, the classics line, you can move his legs. I mean, they don't have the the springy feature, right? But you can you can definitely move his legs. I think. I and then this deluxe Ram Man comes with an extra head, a fully armored head, which is kind of cool. Never right. saw that before. Uh, kind of looks like the Shredder's mask, sort of. Mm. Maybe. And then uh, he comes with swappable hands yeah, as well. So yeah, yeah, this is an awesome figure. I like the fact that he really. I mean, they all do, but he actually looks like the vintage line, like he, the actual vintage. He looks like he's gonna kick some butt too. Yeah, just the way he looks is like this guy is meant to, you know. To do some damage in a fight. And now we get to a huge surprise. I did not see this coming. I was so elated when he mentioned, when Josh mentioned, if you're a fan of classics, we have something even for you. Coming summer of 2021, 
Masterverse, the evolution of He-Man. Now, these are figures based on the Masters of the Universe Revelation Netflix show. 30 points of articulation, 7 inches. They're going to have 8 core characters and more in the fall. So looking at the silhouette um, of He-Man, he looks, it looks really cool. Like, like we were discussing before we started recording, it kind of looks like he's got like some kind of gauntlet going. Yeah, the gauntlet reminds me of the Mobius drawing. When they did the live-action movie, He-Man had a, a similar-looking gauntlet. Right. It looks like he's got a sword. Obviously, he's got a sword, but the sword right. is cool. Right. Uh, two interchangeable hands. I don't know if he's going to have swappable parts other than the hands. He's got or the if any of them. He does have a shield. No axe, though. No, well, I mean, he didn't have an axe in Filmation. He did have a shield in Filmation. That's true. Just a to- just a toy came with the axe. Correct? Right. Okay. Correct. Um, someone did ask about you know interchangeable parts, like um, if it was part of classics, could you you know swap out the heads you know for customizers? They were so tight lipped about this. I guess you know Netflix doesn't want anybody knowing about these figures. Yeah, you know that's cool because uh, like you know, you want to know stuff, but you also want to be surprised. Yeah, you want to see, be surprised when you see the show for the first time. And... Yeah, but I mean, you know what? They're silhouettes, though. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, the silhouettes are cool looking. I mean, I'm really, really excited. I mean, I already started, you know, looking for a spot to, you know, to put them on my shelf. Yeah. Ever since they announced Origins, it's always been like, oh, Classics is going to be on the back burner. You know, we're not doing Classics right now. You know, we'll... We'll keep you in mind for classics, but nothing's gonna happen with classics. And then this surprise—they just dropped. I mean, I am—I am so excited for this Masters of the Universe Revelation show. You have no idea. I've spoken to people about it. I've talked to—I've even conversed briefly with Kevin Smith about it. I mean, I, I cannot wait for this show. I cannot wait for these figures. This is Origins is for kids. This is for you know us collectors. And then uh, finally, they announced. I was blown away by this. I really didn't think he was going to win, but Triclops was the winner of the create a character or pick a character. I mean, I I was really surprised, but I mean, I wanted Wondar personally, Yeah. but every time I mention it, people are like, this line isn't for you, Tom. This is for children. I was like, what child? Oh, maybe they did. Maybe, you know, Maybe children did pick Triclops. Although I, I thought the Dan Fraga Keldor was, was a much better figure. Is the figure actually going to look like this with this coloring? Of the, yeah, it's you know, um, it's actually the mini comics version of Triclops. So um, I did see something I thought was pretty cool from Super Impulse Toys. The, they're the folks that make like the world's smallest, the world's coolest or things like that. And they have um, two things I thought were cool. A set of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles figures that are 1.25 inches tall, three points of articulation, um, and they come on a replica Blista card, one of each turtle. They also did the same for He-Man, which I thought was really cool. Uh, again, 1.25 inches, three points of articulation. There's a replica of the original Blista card, which I guess you could... Put accessories in and they come with a stand for them to stand on the figures that will be coming out are he-man battle cat teela and, or, and skeletor well these are already out i'm not sure but i think um i think that's so again it's something that's so different it's going to be a cool 
cool little thing for um for collectors and i might even buy the battle cat and skeletor myself because i think they're really cool the mini collection is going to continue they're going to have a slime pit theme and the new figures are going to be battle armored he-man battle armored skeletor anti-eternia he-man anti-eternia man-at-arms looks like a clawful Attila, and a zodak so today at walmart i found a bunch and they're a great alternative to the origins line they started off in Maddie Collector, and I think they're great for price point at five nine four ninety nine. You know they're fun to play with if you don't want to, you know, recollect your Origins figures or the vintage again. So, yeah, the minis are great. I'm very happy to see that Mattel is embracing He-Man once again. The Maddie Collector stuff, even though it was cool, it always seemed like Scott was fighting with Mattel, even though he he's told me he's not fighting. You know, Mattel's a corporation. They're just protecting their, their interests. But I'm really happy to see that that they're embracing He-Man in a, in a new light. A lot going with the two new shows coming out um, on Netflix. So it's like... Yeah, and then, you know, they're, they're still saying there's going to be a live-action movie. I think... Uh, I was thinking about this just before, actually, um, before we got together to do this. I think eventually there will be. I think that... I mean, there was one in the 80s. And in order to do something that's really a cross between sort of like the Lord of the Rings and Star Wars, um, which is kind of what He-Man sort of is in a way, you know, mm-hmm. sort of, sort of. Look, both films are made. Tolkien himself said the Lord of the Rings can never be filmed. It's just not filmable. And Peter Jackson did that, you know. To me, he made perfect movies, you know. Uh, I don't know if Tolkien would agree, but... Uh, I think what's going to happen is there's going to come a point where after everything is going um, most likely animated right now, you kind of see that, you know, like cause they're getting the Netflix show done. So animation... Two Netflix shows. Two Netflix shows, right. So it's getting done during COVID. So once this is all over and Hollywood bursts the comic book bubble, and they're like, oh, well, what genre can we view now? And they go, toys. They're going to get that He-Man movie made. And it, it, it maybe that has taken so long is a good thing because they're going to be able to have the technology to make it right and get the right script writer. Um, maybe Kevin, they'll hire Kevin Smith. They'll get the right, <clears throat> excuse me, the right cast. And then if they don't do a live action movie. You know what? I, I'd be fine with that. But would you, I'm happy. I'm I'm ecstatic for this Revelation show. What if they did a, a Netflix or a streaming series live action? Would you be happy with that? Yeah, that uh, as long cool. as it yeah, as long as they don't. Yeah, if they don't do like a hard reboot right. or you know changing a, a bunch of stuff, you know, for for today's audience. I mean, I get it. You want it to appeal to the masses. They're gonna they're the ones that are gonna pay. Right, but. It was a, here's my my argument with it. It it was a success back then, you know. Why why do you need to make so many changes to make it more mass appeal? Right, or to try to like make it a success now? Exactly. If, uh, I mean, it, good characters. Um, that's all you need: a good character, great story. Yeah. You know, you don't need. You know, I don't need changes. You know, I don't need Orko to be a woman. I don't need. 
You know, we the, the show's littered with, with powerful women. You have Tila, Queen Marlena. Sorceress. You know, the sorceress. Thank you. Right. I, I mean, I mean, you don't need to make... You don't need to make changes just to have changes. You know, you can do a you can do a fabulous TV show and still have your name attached to the brand. Like, look, this is what I did. I mean, I, I don't want to go too off topic, but uh, for instance, look at the latest turtle movies. Okay, the reason why I can tell you why they didn't do so well. I mean, they're creepy looking. Flat out, you know. He, I mean, I'm sure mothers. I mean, who who wants to sit around watching two hours full of you know ugliness? I mean, the second one had everything. It had Krang. It had all the turtles. It had Dimension X. Yeah, I mean, it had everything everybody wanted, and it still failed. You know what? I always thought if they were going to change, if they needed a change to the turtles for whatever reason, I don't know, to so much tours or not, instead of making them look that way. Like Raph looked like like a rugby player, and Donatello was much skinnier because he was kind of like the techie guy, and, and so on and so forth. Why not just make each one a different type of turtle, a box turtle, see, or something like that? You know, like why do they? Why do they not try that? Um, I mean, there are some iterations. Like I know Rise rises on the the cusp of of what you're talking about because I think. Um, I think on Rise, Leonardo's like a red snapper. Okay. And then, um, yeah, I think I think they're all different on Rise. I kind of think like Raph should be the snapping turtle because he's got like the attitude. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Exactly. Like. Um, yeah. But, but yeah. But yeah, I would. I would definitely. Uh, I would definitely watch a, a live action show. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, like I said, uh, I'm. I love cartoons so much. I mean, if they never made another live. Live action movie, I'm good with that. And I don't even mean to get off topic on this one, but I just finished today the fifth episode of Primal. Mm-hmm. Oh, good and stuff. let me tell you, this man was not lying about how good that show was. Um, and I'm so like frustrated because five is a cl- ends on a cliffhanger. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, Gendy Tartakovsky's a genius. He is the Steven Spielberg of animation, and you know what? If they if Masters made or Revelations goes to a season two, I would love to see Gendy involved and Paul yeah. Dini. Yeah, that show is so good that um, even though you told me parts of it, I was still shocked and surprised. And I watched one last night. And then I did like the other four today. And then um, I can't wait till they make toys of that. Of, yeah. Of uh, Spear and, and Fang. Um, what a great show. Oh, it was, yeah. It's an awesome show. If anybody hasn't watched it, do yourself a favor and check it out because um, it's really good. News. Not only was PowerCon this weekend, but it was the 34th anniversary of the best Transformers movie ever, Transformers the movie. Or, as I like to put it, 34 years ago today, or the first death of Optimus Prime. So for all you Transformer fans, happy anniversary. I still think it's it's better than any any live action. I did see the first few minutes of Bumblebee, where they're on Cybertron. That 
would have been the perfect Transformers live action movie. I mean, it, it was so it was it was beautifully rendered. I mean, they they actually brought the characters to life. You know, they did they didn't over you know, they didn't overdo it with with their transformations or or even their bodies like I remember an interview where Michael Bay is saying, you know, he didn't want to make a bunch of boxes move around and call them robots. And the first few minutes of Bumblebee didn't have that at all. I didn't think. I thought it, I thought it was, you know, a live action take on it. Happy anniversary to Transformers the movie. Tom, are you familiar with uh Wacky Packs or that might have been called Wacky Packages? I was like the wall things. No, no. So oh, all right, no, I I don't know. Wacky packs or wacky packages, whichever they're originally called, was created by Tops in 1967. It was a set. Um, there were 30 sets over the years from 67 until I think 2000. Basically, what they were was there were stickers like a like a card, like a you know when you get your Return of the Jedi cards and you have that one sticker. Mm-hmm. So it was a, a pack of stickers, and each sticker was a was a actual household product being spoofed on. Oh, cool! So, um, so I'll just make one up. Rich crackers might have been like rat crackers or something stupid like that. Oh, I got you. Okay. So, so it was like a parody. It was a parody. So before there were garbage pro kids, there was the wacky packs. Uh, so these cards have been out for over thirty years now. What I just saw in a store the other day, which like, like I couldn't believe it, Wacky Pack Minis. These are a 3D toy based off of the stickers that Tops created. They're 1.4 inches. There's 66 to collect and six ultra rare ones. Um, each box comes with five mini products. One mini original wacky package sticker and a checklist so you can keep track of your collection. So, from anybody from the 80s, so I remember my brother having some of these, and that's how I knew of them. And when I saw them in Target, I was like, wait a second, that looks like wacky packs. Um, anybody from the 80s, uh, who liked wacky packs, you might like or wacky packages, I don't know what they were really called, but you might like these, uh, little. Toys of them. Right now, when are they going to be released? They're out now, actually. Oh, awesome! Yeah, I saw them in Target, and I was like, "Do I buy them? Do I not buy them? Mm-hmm. Do I make a decision?" Funko Pop will be releasing the Funko Ronald McDonald and Friends figures. The Hamburglar, the Hamburglar Grimace, Mayor McCheese, Mayor McCheese. You can yeah. never stop the Grimace. She was a bird, and she had a pilot's hat on. Yes, I don't remember her name. Birdie. I think I think it was Birdie. Birdie, okay. I think, but like, weird. yeah, I'm glad to see. I'm glad to see Ronald and, and his buddies back again. Because you don't really ever see... ever since those that whole clown thing last year. Yeah, you, you don't really see much of Ronald McDonald anymore. Yeah. So so good for good on Funko. I mean, they. I mean, eventually they're going to start running out of characters. Yeah, I mean they've pretty much done everything. Like the, they're going to make the toy lines pop figures. Uh. <laughs> Lego is introduced something that's pretty cool. Um, the Lego Grand Piano. It comes with it's over three thousand six hundred and sixty-two pieces. 
It's 8.5 inches tall, 12 inches wide, 13.5 inches deep when closed. Uh, the, the incredible thing about this, it has actual intricate elements of a real grand piano. There is a removable 25 key keyboard. The top lid can be open and propped, much like you see in the movies. Um, there is hammer action as well as moving damper and pedal. I don't know what a damper is on a piano, but it moves. I think those are the panels underneath oh, the foot. Everything I know about pianos I learned from Tom and Jerry, so I don't know. This has um, a motor and working keys, which connects to the Legos um, powered up app and lets you have full control of the notes and the keys. So I think you can actually play it or you can listen to the autoplay, which has 10 preset songs. Believe it or not, this massive piano was priced at $349.99, which I think is kind of a decent price for a piano. Wow. I think. I don't know. I don't know anything about pianos. Um, it was created by a music teacher, or suggested by a music teacher, Danny Chen, and it sold that within days. Of it being at that ready. price? At that price. That's incredible. So like it's like a piano made out of Legos. I mean, what what what's the, what what is there that Lego cannot make or do at this point? That's you know I mean they made a they made a piano. Yeah, yeah. We need to start challenging them more. Well, there's a there's on the Lego site. There's a fan community, um, Lego builds. I think that's what this came from. Yeah, you could you could submit your own Lego idea, you yeah. know, for the master builders. Which is pretty. I mean, and it's, and it's funny that you said that too, because uh, uh, we're eventually going to do a Lego episode, and there are people out there. They're making like thirty six to forty grand a year just building Legos. That's actually, their job. Yes, actually, um, Disney World has a uh, downtown Disney area. They have uh, a Lego store, and they have like um, pre you know, things built like. Uh, the Hulk and the Disney princesses and all the Buzz Lightyear and all different things made out of Legos. Now, a buddy of mine, Jacques, who work, who lives down there and works down there, his brother, the last I heard, he was working in the Lego store. And the last I heard, um, he was actually pre-building these like Lego statues that you see in like Disney or I saw one of Batman. Remember we saw them at Toy Fair of us, of um, the Force Awakens? Yes. So there's people who build these things and they get like, okay, you get it. This is how you do it. And then, you know, this is your deadline. And, you know, last I heard he was, he, he, he did that. So that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. That's a, that's definitely an interesting job. Yeah. So from Hasbro pulse, Marvel legends, two pack rogue and pyro. They're up for uh, order right now. On HasbroPulse.com. Super 7 is um, kicking it. They're just like blowing my mind, Tom. The Super 7 Disney Ultimate Figures. These things I am so stoked about. Um, I, I, They're beautiful. They're, they look like statues, but they're articulated toys. And it it's just blows my mind. There are three coming out. Mickey's, Mickey from Fantasia. As a sorcerer's apprentice, he comes with three interchangeable heads, interchangeable hands, two water buckets, an animated broom, an axe, and the sorcerer's spell book. Did you uh, do you know the name of the sorcerer by any chance? No. 
so the sorcerer, although they never say it in Fantasia, the sorcerer's name is Yensid, which is the word Disney spelled backwards. Uh, so Mickey his, has a velvet robe and a real piece of rope for his waistband. Uh, the second figure is Pinocchio. Pinocchio comes with, again, three interchangeable heads, which I believe shows a different length of his nose when he's lying. So kids don't lie. Uh, interchangeable hands. Comes with a, a scale-sized Jiminy Cricket, a school book, an apple, Cleo's fishbowl, and Figaro the cat. He's got a fabric vest that's gold-trimmed. And the third one, I was actually surprised at the character they chose. Because you, you figure for like the first three that they're launching with would be maybe, I don't know, Frozen or something at this point. It's everywhere. But um, Prince John from Robin Hood, which is a, a lion, he comes with three interchangeable heads, interchangeable hands that have with or without rings. Um, there's two versions of Sir Hiss, which I'm sure you can figure out what he is by his name. Uh, he comes with a mirror. He's got a plush velvet robe that's fur trimmed. Um, these are on pre-order between August 5th and September 5th. Individually, they're $45. As a set, they're $135, and they are so cool looking. Um, I am really hoping they do every movie or at least do Treasure Planet. So I really wanted Jim Hawkins and uh, Long John Silver. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Super 7's always throwing you a curveball. I mean, look at the Thundercats line. I mean, last year at Toy Fair, no one saw Captain Cracker as a figure anywhere. I mean, I, I don't even know if people were asking for him. Who's Captain Cracker? He he was a he was a minor character on Thundercats. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, there he was, uh, Nexus Live and Chitara so, and Jaga. So he sounds like a food food mascot. Nah, he's a he's a pirate robot. That is, a, that is a wrong name for a pirate robot. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess he had a screw loose. That's why they called him that. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Super 7, they do great work, but they, they love throwing you those curveballs. You, you just never yeah. know. Um, and it's funny because a friend of mine was, uh, the other day I got a text. He's like, Super 7 is killing me. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, the King Diamond. I, I have to buy it now. He's a big King Diamond fan and they don't, there's not much out there, so he had to buy it. And then I told him about the Voltron, because he's a big Voltron fan. And he's like, oh, come on. And uh, luckily for him, they had sold them all out, so he wouldn't have to buy it. But he did order the uh, the King Diamond. And along Disney news, so were you a big fan of Milan? I know you're a Disney guy. I, I, I did li I like the movie a lot, actually. Um, now, here's, here's the question. Are you willing to spend $30 on it? I am not. See, I I like the animated film a lot. I think it's excellent. I think I remember laughing hysterically at Eddie Murphy in that movie. Um, it, it's a great movie, the animated version. It's directed by the guys who did Treasure Planet, by the way. Um, I think the live action movie looks great. I think um, it's fine that they don't put Mushu in it. Um, you know, a lot of the live action movies get changed. I know they said that it's going to be coming to Disney Plus for thirty, and it's a it's a thirty dollar right. charge to watch the movie, and I I get it. But you have to be a subscriber to Disney Plus in order to pay the thirty dollars. Okay, and I get it. You know they got to recoup their losses. They made this movie, 
But you see, it, it's it's weird because everyone I've asked, I've asked that same question. I always hear no. So I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of weary about it because a lot of people, or at least from what I've heard, they're speculating that if Milan does well, Black Widow is going to be the next one. Mm. So well, if this fails, what's going to happen to Black Widow? Well, this will be released in theaters in China. Um, this movie, but yes, what you know, Bill and Ted's coming out on VOD, and it's just like, what are the? I really hope they make their money back. You know, um, right? But do you think thirty is too much? Um, I mean, you're already paying for the Disney Plus service. You're already paying and now, for, yeah. And now you have another thirty bucks. I mean, I think if. Look, uh, like I said, I, and I get the reason why. So I think if they don't make it a common practice where every month they're going to do this or something like that, um, I think it's fine. I think people will pay the price sooner or later. Disney fans, we break down and we do this. Uh, but do you think they're going to wait for it to be cheaper or do you think they're going to pay the 30 eventually? Uh, you know, it's just that's the thing. If, if it might not become cheaper until they eventually make back the money. Um, this is me just guessing here. So a lot of the times their movies, it, you know, they got to make back the budget and then hopefully make something extra to consider it a profit. And even if they make it a little over profit, they're not even going to consider it a success. Um, the Rocketeer, they, they felt that way. So in order for this movie what they want is they're going to want to make budget and make tons over. I think people will watch it. I think they will spend the money. I think they will watch it. I don't know how many. I think they're going to get some people who will do it. Eventually, it'll go onto Disney Plus regular. But I think it's going to be like a good couple of two years at least before that happens. Really? You think that long? I'm, I'm guessing that long because they just want to make they, they need to make that money back. You know, I actually planned on seeing this in the theater. I was really looking forward to it. And then, you know, this whole thing happened. So it's kind of like. But it goes back to to that argument, what I was saying a couple of episodes ago. Okay, so you're paying for the service and now you're going to pay an additional $30. That's a ticket for you, your wife and a kid. Yeah. You know, so so I, I don't understand why the hesitation all of a sudden just because it's coming out of Disney Plus. I think. I think there's just, I think when people think of it on TV, like this, any kind of streaming service, the they don't price, expect to pay extra. The price, yeah, they don't, they don't expect to pay extra on Disney Plus. And the price itself is kind of like a shocker. It's like, what? $30. But when, when you look at it the way you say it, it does make sense. I think also that my fear is. What if they start doing this with a lot of things? Now, of course, you have the option of not watching it, of not buying it, and that's fine. You know, it's free country. Um, will they do it with Black Widow? It makes sense to wait to see if this is a success. Um, maybe they should have started with Black Widow first uh, to see because that probably would have been a success. Yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good point. But. Um, Depending on which movie was made first and all that, maybe that's why the, maybe they're just worried about making money back on this movie. That's why they're they're going with it. 
So, you know, there's, there's a lot of things there. Um, Cause wonder woman, they announced she's coming out October 2nd to I, theaters. It's, it's a big thing. You know, theaters aren't open yet here. Um, I, I know overseas, uh, somebody, I think it was France, a theater owner was pissed off at Disney for, for releasing this on Disney plus, uh, Mulan. And cause she's losing money now because people have the option now of staying home watching and in the comfort of their own home and not going to the theater to pay theater prices. I think it's, this is the end times for movie theaters. I think uh, I actually haven't heard that, but um, I think um, because of this COVID thing, it makes kind of a lot of sense. And you know, a lot of new movies did go straight to DVD or video. Um, That's the way they were. uh, That might be something different because that's the way they were intentionally to be intended to be released. So maybe that's something different. Um, but yeah, I, I think theaters are, um, they're not going to be a thing of the past, but I think they're going to be fighting to, to stay around for a while. I, I think eventually it'll, it'll um, get back to normal, but it's unfortunately going to take a while. And along those lines of movies, Seth Rogen announced that his Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie will focus on the teenage aspect of the turtles which is pretty much the first time we've seen this happen. yeah 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 uh, i mean uh, that's that's an interesting take you know a coming of it age is. story yeah you know, especially um, since you know they're underground yeah you know? i think they kind of try i think that's what they tried to do with the last two live action movies but not successfully so right. depending on what they do with this you know, it, it, it could be a cool take, you know, because, you know, are they going to be like, depending on the teenage year that they set them as, you know, are they 15, 16, 17, you know, 19, you know, there's so many ways they can go. You know, maybe each turtle will be a different age or, or so forth. You know, there, there's a lot that they can do with this. Um, and there's a lot of themes that teenagers face in life that they could reflect on with this, the turtles. So, you know, it could be um, a good experience, you know, I don't It's not going to be no John Hughes turtles because, you know, he was the king of teen films, but it's an interesting idea. Um, should be pretty cool. NECA is putting out some pretty cool stuff again with those gremlins. Christmas in July, gremlins two pack. It's based off a marketing ad from the newspapers in 1984. It comes with a gremlin, which I think is stripe. Uh, dress as Santa Claus with Gizmo in the present bag. It's due later of uh, this year, uh, this fall, 2020. Micro Machines are making a comeback from Hasbro and Jazzwares. They're gonna have that fast talking guy. I've known. Are they yeah, gonna the commercials? John Masita. That that was his name. Yeah, and <laughs> he also he also did the voice of Blur in the Transformers movie. Okay, but yeah, no no announcement about him. But the Micro Machines are coming back. Which is kind of interesting. Like, there's there's a whole new wave of like tiny tiny figures. There are, yeah. Just I mean, just like it, the world's it, smallest thing. It's you know, I, I'm actually kind of curious what the tools cost it's on those. It's cheaper, probably, maybe. I wonder. Possibly. Boss Fight Studios, uh, Hero Hacks. This is pretty cool. This is something we saw at Toy Fair, and I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, their Zoro figure. It's a one eighth scale 
for inch figure. This is not based off any of the Zorro movies or the, the excellent Disney television show, but it's based off the novels by Johnston McCulley. Uh, wave one is going to be Zorro. It's going to have an interchangeable head. It's uh, masked and unmasked. Hat, cape, sword, bullwhip, um, and a figure stand. He is priced at $25.99. Then there's a two-pack of Zorro and his horse Tornado. Um, the horse is fully posable, as is Zorro. And it comes with a saddle and a stand. Um, the two-pack is priced at $52.99. It's really an incredible-looking toy. Um, I don't know if you saw a picture of it or not, but it, it looks really cool. Yeah, and Boss Fight Studios is also making the Umbrella Academy figures second quarter of 2021. And their Flash Gordon figures that we saw this past Toy Fair have already gone into production. So they should be coming out soon along with Flash Gordon lunchboxes. That's cool. Uh, for those of you who are fans of The Mandalorian... In the Star Wars Black toys, the Star Wars Black series, The Child. Um, I've never seen this figure in the Disney store or anywhere else. If you've got it, that's pretty cool. It's apparently, it's the size of a quarter. Yeah, Mary um, picked one up today. She got one? Oh, okay, mm -hmm. cool. So he's got a movable head, arms, and feet. He comes with a soup cup, a frog, and a shift knob. And apparently, there's a variant out now. Um, the darker robe is the variant. He's got a darker robe, and the collar and the cuffs are a lighter tan. Um, oh, so cool. For, so if all of you variant fans out there who need to get one, that's what you want to look for. And uh, Mandalorian Series 2, the trailer is due pretty soon, so that's going to be pretty cool to see. Brennan Stimpy is getting a reboot at Comedy Central. Did you hear about the Daria spinoff? I heard that was a rumor. Yeah, from what I read, it was a Darius spinoff titled Jody. So I don't even know who that character is. It's not my sister, as far as I know. What was her best friend's name? I don't think it was Jody. I didn't really watch Daria, to be honest with you. It was a good show. Yeah, uh, yeah, I watched it on MTV. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know who who her. I don't remember the name of her best friend. Uh, speaking of cartoons coming back, November twentieth, Animaniacs is back on Hulu. Um, this nice. Is, I've this been is, waiting for this. I know. This is going to be great. It's going to have the original voice cast. So Rob Paulson as Yakko, Tress McNeil as Dot, and the incredible Jess Harnell as Wacko. And if you haven't checked out his band, Rock Sugar, you're missing some great 80s rock. November, November 20th, season one is going to be 13 episodes. The second season will be in 2021. And that will be 13 episodes as well. Released though for the second season has not been released but uh this is something to look forward to as the fall comes around bruce the shark i know you're a big jaws guy that i am from factory entertainment is available now it's the actual Jaws shark plush and you can order it now at factory entertainment it comes with the barrels i think right yes so the last thing i got tom is about sweeping the leg this is the icon heroes six inch Karate Kid figures. I, I didn't even know these were coming out until before we did this. There's uh, one of Daniel LaRusso and one of Johnny Lawrence. They are both fully posable, 29 points of articulation. They each have three interchangeable heads and six hands, and they're priced at $40 each. They are coming out in the fourth quarter of 2020. They look pretty cool, actually. 
And, and if you're a Karate Kid fan, this will go nice with um, the show being on Netflix soon. Awesome. And for you Power Rangers fans, Wave 6 of the Lightning Collection has been announced. It will be the Mighty Morphin Black Ranger in regular costume. So, which is kind of nice because it's also the first completed team from the Lightning Collection. So now you can have every Mighty Morphin uh, Ranger. There's, for some reason, another Green Ranger coming out. Now, it hasn't been officially announced, but some fans are saying this version of the Green Ranger doesn't come with action lines. So I was comparing them, and I still can't see it. So to you hardcore Ranger fans, you know, you're going to have to point it out to me. This and finally, I'm sorry? Is this based off the first television series? Yes, the Mighty Morphin, yep. Okay. The Space Rangers are going to get the Yellow Ranger, and to complete the line, or to add another one to the line, Zeo Ranger 5 Red, which is another Tommy figure, will also be released in Wave 6. NECA is also releasing the Super Shredder from the Secret of the Ooze Turtles movie this week. Now, some of them have already been on sale at the NECA store, and apparently the rest of them are going to be at Target's. Hopefully. He looks incredible. He does. Uh, he, he's huge. He looks like he's built like a brick house. He's got like the mask looks great. He's just his even his hands look like they're scarred. Yeah. Or, or veiny or something like that. He just looks like a really great figure. So for like turtle fans, um, he looks better than the Secret of the Use movie. Definitely. But, you know, except for the vanilla ice wrap. Yeah. And then for you Doctor Who fans, Christopher Eccleston will return as the ninth doctor in the big finish production audio dramas. Now I've heard some of the audio dramas cause my favorite is David Tennant, the 10th doctor. Okay. These are, these are well-made. These are awesome. I mean, it's like listening to a, a podcast or a play. Oh, so it's kind of like how they did the star Wars radio drama. Yes. Back. So you know what? Yep, sound effects, uh, different actors. I mean, you know, these these are well done. I mean, I was really happy with uh, the David Tennant ones. Back in the '30s and the '40s, when when all there was was a radio, and you had a radio show of the Lone Ranger or the Shadow. These things were like pieces of art, the way they were made. And um, I kind of wish there were more things like that. You know, like like radio radio plays or whatever you want to call it. There's a couple coming out of DC or vertigo is coming out with dream. Um, Marvel just came out with a couple about Wolverine. So, I mean, they're slowly coming. Yeah. It's just, it's such a, 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 like a lost art in a way. Cause you know, like radio and then yeah, TV and then radio became something different instead of like, it became music and news instead of, uh, People sitting around the radio and listening to like Little Law for Nanny or you know uh, Lone Ranger, um, and uh, I, th- I I I think they sell those original shows of like The Shadow and um, things like that. I would I would love to buy them just to be a nerd and listen to them because it's just like again it's you know even the old comedy shows like Mel Blanc used to be, do the radio shows and. Um, Orson Welles and stuff. Yeah, I think you can still find some of I know Sirius XM. If you subscribe to the um, 
the internet only stations. Mm-hmm. I, think I think they have some classic radio shows. I know. Cool. I know. Um, like when we first subscribed to Sirius, they had the Superman episodes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, with um, I can't remember his name, Cam something. You know, like if you listen, if you're a fan of the Chris, uh, a Christmas Story, uh, which is based off a book by Gene Shepard um, called "In God We Trust." And God we trust, all others pay cash. He used to have a radio show, Shepard, and he could tell a story that would make you not get out of that car just from his voice and the way he told it. And, you know, you can find him on YouTube. There's a lot of his uh, radio recordings there. And it's just, again, it's just like that. It's not just having like a good voice. Like I have a face that's made for podcasts, but it's like Gene Shepard had, the personality and, and the ability to, to draw you in and keep you interested and it, to not change that channel and, and to see what the score was. He just like, you, you had to hear what happened after that commercial. Uh, he was, he was, he was a talent that was just like, you know, beyond what's out there. And um, I, th- I think, uh, I think it would be cool. Like, like, like I said, if um, this became a thing like radio, like podcasting, or maybe if people started doing like radio shows and uh, radio dramas or murder mysteries or, you know, comedies, because, you know, there was also a lot of comedy shows and whatnot. Yeah, I'm sure they're out there. Or, yeah, that's, or that's true. You know, maybe you could just find them on podcasts or uh, Podbeam, Spotify. Yeah, they probably are out there. That's a good point. And then I just wanted to say congratulations for Rob McCallum. He sold his video game box art documentary to the Nacelle Company. Oh, great. Now, the Nacelle Company are the same people that are responsible for making the Toys That Made Us documentary show. Wow, nice. So, yeah, so it all comes full circle. Congratulations to him. And also, now is the time where you can start bidding on the Action Figure Adventure auction. So, they have... USS Flag, it's up for auction. Megatron in a box. Boxed Optimus Prime, these are all vintage. Vintage She-Ra and Skeletor. Jabba the Hutt sail barge that came out from Haslabs a few years ago, or uh, I guess over a year ago now. And they have a vintage Cantina adventure set along along with a yak face. Nice, because I believe Yak Face originally wasn't available in the U.S. Really? Okay. I'm 99% sure it was, yeah, we couldn't, there was something about him that we, we couldn't get him in the States originally. I'll, have to check, I'll double check that, but yeah. There's also a Classics Castle Grayskull up for auction, and a Kenner Ecto-1 from the real Ghostbusters. These are all up for auction. You can log on to actionfigureadventure.com. You can place your bids on it, and everything's being uh, handled through eBay. So get bid. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. Get started now because last I checked, most of the items are already over three hundred dollars. Nice. And when yeah. when does it end? I believe this Thursday, August thirteenth, is the final day. Okay, so that's when they. 
do the final episode. So and, and, so. and all proceeds go to charity, correct? Yep, children's charity. So it's it's a great cause. Yeah, um, if you can afford it, please please contribute. They yeah. they have some really nice stuff. I mean, I'll be honest with you if if I could afford it, the USS flag, just so I could say I had one, you know. <laughs> really, I, I would have figured you would just for bragging rights. The He Man route. Well, you know what? I I have a vintage Skeletor. It's not on card, but I'm not a vintage carded guy. Okay. And then um, I know I have a Shiva somewhere. So. But uh, but everything else, like the USS flag, looks cool. Uh, Megatron, I looked at. Java Sail Barge. I mean, I, I don't really have that big of a Star Wars collection. So, but I mean that 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 thing is huge. The yeah. sail barge. Yeah. So I can't finish this episode without mentioning Pixel Dan's book. I wanted to save it for the end because that's where all great things go. This book is incredible. He had his own panel over the weekend talking about it. He showed some pages. I mean, the amount of work that went into this book. I can't. I can't wait to talk to him about it. This book is truly a labor of love. I mean, I've seen pages. They look incredible. Very detailed. I mean, we were even talking about it before. He's got board games. I mean, everything you can think about He-Man is in this book. So congratulations to Pixel Dan. It comes out February 2021. So it's a little ways. But for hardcore He-Man fans, there will be a compendium set. Two books, only available on He-Man.org. Now, if you're a super hardcore He-Man fan, you want to get this set from He-Man.org. Not only will it complete your Dark Horse He-Man book collection so far, but it also helps the creators of said book to actually profit or you know get paid from, from all their hard work. So if you can... Log on to He-Man.org. They haven't uh, announced it yet, but it is coming soon. You want to get both books. I mean, it has it, it's it has a addendum to the original Compendium book. You know, all updated material, new bios, or not so much new bios, but updated bios, stuff you can actually add to the bios that are already have been announced or released. So for human, human.org, you get Pixel you Dan. Can, yeah, you can you, you get Pixel Dan's book and the bio or character compendium. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it's it's incredible what, what he went through. I, I like I said, I can't wait to talk to him about the book. But if you really want to help him and, and everybody involved, you want you want to purchase both books. You can pre-order just the toy book on Amazon.com right now, both American and UK. And is it is it available at Barnes and through Barnes and Noble? Possibly. I, I feel like he's I, only mentioned Amazon, but I'm sure it is. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, this book he showed me, or he showed on his panel a page of it. I mean, it. It is so detailed. It has, you know, uh, every angle of the figure, you know, the history of the figure, and it's all broken up very easily readable. Vintage, 
New Adventures, 2000X, and Classics. He even has a section about some of the Super 7 stuff that came on, that oh, came cool. out. So this is a complete toy line. I mean, every toy imaginable. I mean, uh, I was listening to some people on the panel. They thought they had every... <clears throat> excuse me. They thought they had every toy from Masters Imaginable. And then once you see this book, your 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 jaw is going to drop. You're like, I'm missing this, 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 you know? I mean, I mean, it may break completionist's heart unless, you know, they actually have everything, but... Is this the first book of its kind for He-Man? For He-Man, yes. Cool. Yeah, love, this, I love books like this. Yeah, this is going to be uh, an incredible an incredible collector's item for, for any He-Man fan. Or, so congratulations uh, to Pixel Dan. And a good reference guide as well. Oh, absolutely. Well, last year, Kevin Smith said the writers on Revelations actually used the character compendium to, I guess, fill in the blanks uh, on some of their questions. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, yeah. The, this book's going to be amazing. Over 600 pages. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It, it's going to be huge. So, yeah. If, you, if, you, if you're if you a hardcore He-Man fan, wait for the He-Man.org announcement. Or if you're just a toy fan that wants to learn more about He-Man and Masters of the Universe, you can order the book now on Amazon.com. So congratulations to Pixel Dan. Uh, it sounds like a great book. Definitely want to check it out myself. Yep, I just want to also give out a couple of shout-outs to Ombre X Customs, Jose, I'll see you next year, I hope, he, Mike, Josh at Blast Replicas. If you like Thundercats and you always wanted a, a Sword of Omens for yourself, if you love He-Man and you wanted a Power Sword, I actually have one right here. Josh at Blast Replicas is your man. I mean... These things are incredible. I, I, the amount of detail he puts into this. I mean, he's a, a true fan himself, but these things look like they just came out of out of the TV. They're so dead spot on. So Josh at Blast Replicas, thank you, and to my buddy at MFA Collectibles. If you're looking for He-Man figures, he's the guy to go to. MFA Collectibles. I'll see the, you all the, next year. What's his website? Thank you once again to Brian Salvatore for our intro and outro music. Thank you to Share Podcast Universe. Uh, don't forget to bid on Rama Column's action figure adventure auction we just mentioned. Please join us on the conversation at toys, T-O-Y-S, podcast at gmail.com. Listen to us on all your favorite podcast platforms, Podbeam, Apple, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Please give us a subscription or please join us through a subscription or give us a rating or do both. We appreciate everything. Follow us on the social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, at Toy Lines, and Facebook, Toy Lines or Toy Shelf Magazine. And uh, everybody be safe. Wear yep. your mask. Wash your hands. Yep. And by the power of Grayskull, you have the power. See you next week, folks. See you next week. Also, special thanks to Samara Gingsberg for our intro music.